This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our post-match show of Foam's 2-0 victory against Hull City in the FA Cup. Max and I are going to be breaking down this match. We'll be going through all the different points of the match. We'll be giving our analysis. We'll also, at the end of the show, be doing a new segment. We did this one time before called 3 Up and 3 Down. Three ups in the match and three downs in the match. And we'll end with man of the match. So please check out the show. And I, I would recommend watching at the very end or listening because I think the last segment's going to be kind of fun. So before we do anything else, I have to welcome Max back to the show. Max, how you doing? How was your holiday? It was great. Very relaxing. Uh, and, and nothing's better than seeing Fulham win four matches on the bounce, which is what <laughs> we have. So this is the best form we've been in, certainly in the Premier League. In over a decade. What a time to be a Fulham fan. Well, let me ask you this. That's a great point. I actually did a post-match reaction show with five takeaways. That was one of my takeaways, winning four in a row, that it really can turn into a habit. Habit forming. Winning can really become a habit. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think they could use not just the three victories in the Premier League, but this victory against Hull City? Do you think that can help them even against Chelsea? I think so. And I think, you know, if you look at a lot of what we've done in recent years in the FA Cup, there have been many, many third round saddening defeats. Obviously, the most recent one I can think of that was the most traumatic was Oldham at home. Oh. And yes. even though, I mean, I don't, I'm just going to go out here and say it, I don't think we have a chance to win the FA Cup. I think we probably won't even get past the quarterfinals, I'm being honest. But right. just the fact that we haven't lost in the, in the third round, <laughs> as you mentioned. The winning mentality. A win's great. And it's, I mean, yeah. I know you had an interesting um, question about whether Fulham fans want a cup run. Right. And that's a good conversation to have. But even just for me, just winning this third round match and continuing that, you know, good feeling around the club. A loss here, although it wouldn't really, wouldn't have mattered at all for the Premier League, would have just been a kind of negative vibe on how positive things are going right now. And the fact that we won this, you know, even though it wasn't pretty at times. No. Just, just keeps on 
the momentum going and we're chugging along and the Fulham train is leaving the station again with a win. It sounds like I have Optimus <laughs> Max with me today, which is great. That, that's fantastic, Max. And uh, I look forward to going through this with you. Also, I want to mention, as always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And I want to mention this. I want to give Max and Dan Crawford a big shout out. They actually did a very interesting episode of The Green Poll. I would highly recommend downloading and subscribing to The Green Poll. It's a fantastic podcast. Dan and uh, Andrew and all those guys, Alan, I mean, sorry, there's a Goldman for you, Alan. So sorry, Coach Andrew. There's a nice Goldman to start the show. They do a wonderful job on the Green Poll. I listen to every episode. I listen to one that actually mentioned college. So I thank you, Max, for that. But I just want to just uh, give you a little shout out for the Green Poll. Great show. Yeah, Green Poll is great. Uh, Dan Crawford, of course, has played a huge role in Cottage Talk and made it um, help do the show with Russ during its early year years, which yep. I much appreciated. And um, it's always great to be on with him. But of course, Cottage Talk, subscribe on YouTube. The YouTube numbers are going up. We love the YouTube numbers. Superb. They are. That's so great. That's, that, that's great to see. And thanks, everyone, for joining us live on the stream today. Okay, excellent. All right. So just want to just share a couple of comments. This is from Calm, Max in the house. So that's great. Let's see what my friend Wayne has to say. Hi, Russ. I hope you're all well in the family. And also says, hi, Max. So we've got a few people watching live. So thank you, everyone, that does watch live. All right, Max, let's get going on the show. So as I asked you before, are we Optimus Max or Mad Max? Your opening thoughts on the match? <laughs> yeah, definitely Optimus Max. Um, we got the goals when it mattered, and it wasn't pretty. I don't think we dominated really by any stretch. We were the better team, sure, but a team battling relegation in the championship, you would have expected us to win this game, which we did, but it wasn't pretty. That makes sense, though. It was a rotation game. You know, Mitrich not even in the squad. Paulina rested until the end. Yep. Some new defenders in there. Kurzawa, of course, got the start and got his goal. Happy for him. You know, Rodak in. You know, Tim Ream. It's a lot of changes in the squad. So, makes me optimistic that we got the win considering that. But I think in many ways it was kind of an FA Cup third-round match against championship opposition. Okay. But the important thing was, in past years, we might have lost this game. And this year, we won it 2-0. Kept the clean sheet as well. Absolutely. Great stuff to open the show, Max. And next, I just want to talk a little bit. We're not going to be focusing much on Hull City. We're not going to be, but I just want to get your thoughts on them. I mentioned that in my five takeaways. I wanted to give them credit for their endeavor here, their approach. They actually, I think every time they had the ball, they were dangerous. And uh, I think that's a credit to Liam Rossini, the players. They had a game plan. And uh, I thought it worked very well. And honestly, they should have scored pretty much to start the game. A terrible mistake. And we'll talk about a little bit from Bobby Decadover. He just got taken advantage of there. But um, what are your thoughts about Hull's approach in this match? Very positive. You know, they had some uh, substitutions too. They didn't start their strongest squad. But they gave us a run for their money. As you mentioned, the, the Bobby Decadover read back pass, positive pressing. Made some good play from wide. Put some dangerous crosses in. And even at the end of the game, right before we scored our second goal with, with the empty netter, Len, uh, not Leno, Rodak was forced to make a great save. A great save from that uh, header off the throw-in. So Hull City acquitted themselves very well. And I think if they play like this, you know, they shouldn't really be in, in the championship relegation fight. Very positive on the front foot. And had some dangerous players. Okay, totally agree. And uh, 
I actually, watching that, I was actually impressed by them. Now, like we're talking about, it's an FA Cup match. How much can you take out of it for both sides? But I have to give credit where credit is due. And um, I thought, Max, that their approach could help Fulham even in the matchup coming against Chelsea because when a team plays against you and forces you to be uncomfortable, and I think that's what we saw here, I don't think Fulham are as comfortable having the ball the majority of the time in the Premier League. I think they're still getting used to that because the majority of the matches, they're the ones that don't have the majority of the play. So this forces them to go back to what it was like in the championship when they have the majority of the ball. And I think having an opponent like Hull City basically trying to take advantage of them on the counter was um, a positive that maybe they can use in the upcoming matches. Just my thoughts. Yeah, I think the quality of play, as you mentioned, is, is, is a good point. You can use that dynamic to play later in the Premier League. The other thing I think we can use on is, you know, Vinicius starting up top. Yes. Did that work? Did that not work? Of course, you know, Mitch Rich is going to be suspended against Chelsea, right? So what what do we learn from Vinicius? <laughs> I'm curious to hear what you thought, Ross, because I'm still kind of, the jury's still out on him. Okay. He's going to be our backup striker, it looks like. Well, what's interesting about him, and uh, I was going to bring that up in our three up and three down because he's a candidate, but I just want want to to just share my view on this because I watched the match back and I thought that Vinicius played well in the uh, friendly against West Ham. I think the issue that you saw in this match is that when they play the ball to his feet, I think he struggles. I think if they treated him a little bit more like Mitro with more crosses in the box, maybe, just maybe, we would see more from him. I understand that it, the jury is out on him, but I still want him to play, and I don't think he was horrific in this match, but I think he does struggle when they try to get balls at his feet. That's the way I look at it. I'd like to see more crosses to him. That's a good point. Yeah, where were the crosses yesterday? Right. Yeah. It doesn't look like we're playing to his strengths, I guess, in that situation. That's my point. Because everyone says he's not like Mitro. He's different than Mitro. He might be different than Mitro, but I think that he might be able to, as we saw against West Ham, get on a couple of headers and score some goals. Yeah, because that's where that great goal came from in the friendly, right? Crosses exactly. from the right, and he's exactly. on the end of it. Exactly. So that that's my point. But we'll we'll get more to talking about Vinicius when we talk about three up and three down. I'm curious if he's going to be in your down, but we will see. All right. Let's now talk about the starting eleven. There were several changes here, Max. So when you saw this, what was your first reaction? No Mitro. So just total rest mode. That's fine with me. I was excited to see uh, Kurzawa because you know what his first match was the Newcastle thrashing, right? And his only match. Yes. So even though he got the goal before that, the all eyes for me certainly were on him because I didn't know what we were going to get. Still surprised to see Bobby that could read at right back and no Mbappé anywhere. On the t- I mean, is Mbappé a Fulham player right now? If he can't get <laughs> even on the bench for an FA Cup match, I'm, I'm seriously concerned. So I don't know what's up with that. But the fact that we don't really have a backup right back was maybe concerning because I'm sure Decker Overeed would have loved some rest and maybe would have loved not to play defense. Uh, of course, Rodak, first time seeing him in a while. Happy for him. And then the players who kind of stuck around, Harrison Reed, Pereira, shows how central they are to our team, but also shows the limits of how much we can rotate. 
because we don't have really replacements for them in, in the same sense. I mean, Shalom, sure, but they still played. Um, and then, you know, the Welsh wingers, James and Wilson. Good to see them get a run out. They both need game time. And James got his goal. Good for him. Absolutely. And uh, when I looked at the starting 11, I was actually relieved because I did not want to see Mitro included at all, Max. I want him to rest. Obviously, he's going to be out for the Chelsea match, but he's not 100%. I want to get him to as close to 100% as possible. I think this was a smart move by Marco, along with maybe resting William. I'm putting William here. William was rested as well. And William has given you so much because I think William's going to be a starter for the rest of the season. I'm going to get your thoughts later on when we talk about Manor Solomon because I think ultimately they might be your two wingers. And it's going to, strange to say because – Manor Solomon has played the majority of his time on the left. This match, he played on the right. Is that a precursor to what we might see? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. But we'll talk about Manor Solomon in a bit. But for me, the big news was Mitro not being included. That what stood out for me, and I was happy about that. I was happy to see Rodak get a run out. I thought maybe he might go with Luke Harris. I, I actually thought he might start him, but he went with Pereira instead. I get that because I would actually like to see Luke Harris get some uh, game time. Unlike um, another um, midfielder at Liverpool, not to be named, no one in particular, I don't know, someone that's that left this season really not playing in an FA Cup match. I don't know. I think everyone knows who I'm talking about in that. But I thought that we might see a little bit from Luke Harris. But I get it. I understand why. He actually went with a – Fairly strong side, Max. So maybe it goes to the point that winning is infectious and you still want to put out a strong team and also really respect the FA Cup. Yeah, I really thought he struck a good mix. You know, having this conversation more in depth about the starting 11, a good mix of starters, bench players, and not just, not all youngsters. Because sometimes I think that's the danger in the FA Cup is you put a bunch of, you know, 18, 19-year-old academy products in and then you match them up with older bench players. And that's not the recipe for success. We've seen that certainly a lot. I would have liked to see Luke Harris, though. There's one thing I want to say is that he's someone who we've seen a lot this season. He's spoken very highly of by Marcus Silva. Today felt like, or yesterday felt like a time when you could have thrown him into the mix. And he didn't even come off the bench, actually. So, Okay, very good. All right. Let's, uh, before we move on, I want to share this comment from Steve Reynolds. Should have rested Pereira as he's gone from a full season in Brazil to the Prem. Needs to have a break. Actually, that's a very good point. What are your thoughts about that, Max? Yeah, I mean, he did get a break over the World Cup, to be fair. But <laughs> I think true. Pereira is just a competitor. I think he loves to play, loves to win. I don't necessarily have a massive problem with that. But yeah, maybe Harris instead of him as, as an earlier sub. Yeah, right. That's where I was kind of going because initially – when I went through my starting 11, I had Pereira in there. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, wait a minute. Why not give Luke Harris a shot there? But Kearney played as well. I thought Kearney Can did quite well. Kearney played. Good, good start for him. Absolutely. Let's see what else we got. My friend Trevor says, I'm up for a cup run. I'm up for one too. As long as it doesn't interrupt our Premier League team, I'm I'm up for that too. I'm, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm now on board. Russ is on the train. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Okay, very good. All right, Max, let's break down this match. Let's get to it. Let's talk about the first half. And I think the best place to start would be 
the opportunity from Hull City early in the match. So let's talk about this because uh, I'm watching this thinking, what are they doing? And to the credit to the Hull City player, he knew exactly what he was doing. He took advantage of uh, Bobby Decadova-Reed and just got the ball. It's Unfortunately, he did not score. So this was an early warning that Hull City were up for this match, Max. Yeah, I think that situation shows you what happens when you play a winger in that right-back position in terms of Bobby Decadova-Reed. And 90% of the time, he's fantastic, which is a credit to him. Because there are a few players in the Premier League who I think could transition from an attacking sense of goal scorer to playing right back and cut it at this level. But, you know, the other 10% of the time, he plays that like an attacker. And yeah. when the ball is coming up over your shoulder as an attacker, you try to control it. You try to take it down on your feet. And if you miscontrol it, it's not the end of the world. The defender gets it back and you just kind of jog back and go about your day. But when you're the last man and when the, the, key, the keeper, your own keeper is right in front of you, you can't. If you, if you can't t- take that down, you have to hit that first time and hoof it out. And that's what we saw here. He tried to take it down, tried to have the nice touch, miscontrolled it, and boom, there's a man on his back through on goal. I do think small credit to Rodak because I think he did come out well and narrow the angle. And it was actually a very poor finish. But it had to be a poor finish because Rodak take, took away most of the goal from him and he just kind of scuffed it. So that definitely was an early scare. And if that goes in, it's a different match. Totally agree, Max. And a very good analysis there, talking about the mentality of a player that is offensive-minded, plays up front, and now you're asking him to do something different, and he probably is just not used to that approach of a defender. So you put him in that situation, and maybe he instinctually isn't ready to do what he needs to do. You explain what he should have done. So it's an interesting uh, situation with that because – I think he can fill in it right back when you need him. But I think that there are some deficiencies and it's just naturally because he's not a defender. He's not meant to be a defender. He is an attacker. So that's some of the things that you're going to see. It also, and I'm going to say this again, it just shows the situation with Kevin and Babu. Max, your thoughts. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up too. I don't know. I mean, we pay, we paid what, in the region of £5 million for him? That's not an insignificant sum in this, in this day and age. It's not a lot, but we invested in him. This is a you know, former Switzerland international who, in many ways, played himself out of the World Cup team in his time at Fulham. It's very sad. And, and he's played. And we have to remember, there were times of, of promise, you know, when he swung in that cross and the assist for Mitro at Brentford. He made a couple of good substitute appearances. And they made a couple of really poor substitute appearances when – it just looks like he forgot how to defend. We haven't seen him in months. I am concerned. Uh, and is it fair to say his full career is over? I think so, Max. Honestly. Because as you uh, might have seen, there's a lot of speculation with two right backs. So that tells you that potentially they're going to bring in a right back and offload him, which would be it would be a little bit of a bad situation for Fulham. They It looks bad. It looks really bad. For those who like to take shots at Tony and the recruitment team, this is one that you could take a shot at. You absolutely can, yeah. because this would be a miss. But there have been hits too, so let's be even-handed on it. But right now, they got this one wrong. Yeah, and I think you're right. It, it is instructive that this is the situation we're talking about. And there's so many other hits, which is making the Mbappe situation 
not very relevant, to be honest. It's not like this is the main <laughs> issue facing Fulham. It's kind of a tertiary issue. So, you know, good good for the recruitment team in that sense that, you know, Palinia, Pereira, Willian have done so well. Leno has done so well that this isn't really on our radar. Yeah. Yeah. Very good there, my friend. Very good. Good stuff. All right. I'm just going to share some comments right now, and then we're going to move on. This is from Showtime 53. Happy New Year, all. Wow, this team just keeps winning. Now, here's another one that I'm going to mention. Question chat, does Peacock hold the cup rights? They don't. Actually, I'm watching ESPN Plus as we do this show. I'm watching Leeds United lose 2-0 to Cardiff City right now. They're, they're oh, down wow. in the – That's funny which is kind of interesting. It's actually on as we're doing this show. So ESPN Plus has the rights to the FA Cup. If, and do you remember, Russ, when, um, when it, we were playing QPR? I think that was two years ago in the FA yeah. Cup. <laughs> and ESPN Plus went down for like 20 minutes and no one, no one could watch the first half. Do you remember that? I, I remember that, Max. Yeah, that was fun. I, oh, God. Yeah, ESPN Plus is uh, – listen, I still have it. I pay for it. And okay. – uh, and, I, I like ESPN Plus. I don't have any issue with ESPN Plus, to be honest with you. But uh, they, they do hold the rights, and Peacock has the uh, rights to the uh, Premier League. So, And uh, what's great about Peacock is that's just part of my uh, my account with Comcast, so it's all good. It's all good. I don't have to pay any extra for uh, watching every match in the Premier League. In case anyone's wondering about Peacock, it's I love it. And, Max, I don't want to talk a little too much about it, but I'll just say we have – an advantage that I feel bad for with our friends in England that we can watch every match in the Premier League. Yeah, Peacock's great. Very good. And um, I love Peacock because during the World Cup, when we had the terrible Fox Sports announcers doing the games, you just watch on Peacock and you didn't have to listen to them. You can listen to the Telemundo um, Spanish version. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I've heard a lot of commentary on it. And uh, yeah, Fox was horrible. We'll just leave it at that. Let's, let's move on. Let's not focus on... <laughs> on uh, the uh, games announcers and uh, and pundits here in America, because uh, right now uh, there's a lot going on with a separate situation that Max and I know a lot about right now with the U.S. men's national team coach. If you want some drama, if you want a soap opera, you should check out what's going on with Greg Berhalter. Just Google Greg Berhalter, and you're going to see a ton of stuff right now. That's all I'm going to say. Max is, knows exactly what I'm talking about. We're not going to talk about that because it's a Fulham show. So, Max, let's now talk about the goal. Now, I'm going to look at it a couple of ways because I'm going to ask you, and I said this to you, and you were surprised by me asking you this. I think Kurzawa might be offside. Now, there's no VAR in this match. There's VAR in some matches in the FA Cup. I'm not 100% sure of the rule on this, but I believe – it has to do with the Premier League and potentially both clubs have to be Premier League clubs because we're, we're the ones, we're in the league that uses it. But in this match, there were, was no VAR, none. There's no VAR. So before we talk about Kurzawa in general, just your thoughts on the goal. And at the time, did you think it was a good goal? Yeah, I, I thought the shot from Wilson, very good shot, forced keeper into a save. He parried it, obviously not far enough. Krizawa, very good attacking instincts to, you know, kind of drift into the box when no one is marking him. I don't think he was offside. I think he's leaning and his arm is offside, but that's okay. It's where it's measured from your shoulder. So I think he's fine. 
And it was okay. actually a very confident first-time volley finish right in the corner. I mean, it looked like he was going to miss, actually, but I thought it was very controlled, taking a second look on the replay. And credit to him, you know, left back, FA Cup, popping up in a good position, his first match since the fall. Delighted for him. Yeah, so am I. So am I. And it's funny, we'll probably bring him up when we talk about three up and three down. And what's interesting about him is that I think it was a mixed bag, Max. I, I saw some positional issues, especially in the first half, getting caught out more than a few occasions. I think some of it has to do with match fitness, not playing enough. But it's funny, you were talking about crosses. He actually, I thought, did some decent crosses in this match. And uh, I think he shows his ability. We just haven't seen enough. I'm not putting him in the Mbabu camp yet. I'm not putting him there because I think we need to see more. I think he can be valuable. I just don't think he's played enough, Max. But your thoughts about Kurzawa as we talk about the goal? Yeah, again, it, it, it is so tough to evaluate because everyone's going to talk about the goal, which is great. But we've only seen him play, you know, what? A game and a, and a quarter for Fulham? Right. There's such a small sample size to view him in. And he wasn't defending against Premier League opposition. He didn't look the most solid. I have a friend who supports PSG and he kind of was giving me some stick. He's like, thank God we offloaded him to you. <laughs> and they said to him last night, hey, he scored. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. He's totally way past his prime. So I think that's fair. You know, he okay. wouldn't be playing for Fulham if he wasn't past his prime. I don't think he played at all last season, right? Rehabbing from an injury. This is a player who definitely needs game time. But currently... That's okay because we have Anthony Robinson as our, by far, first-choice left-back, which is kind of a surprising thought. Didn't think I'd be saying that, you know, a year ago. So good that Krizawa has the confidence. You know, it doesn't look the most, as you mentioned, positionally sound yet, but that comes with game time. Okay. Excellent analysis there, my friend. And that's kind of where I was going on that with him. Unfortunately for him, he's not going to play. He's just not going to play because Anthony Robinson has proved me wrong. Okay, I was one that wanted an upgrade, Max. I said it time and time again, and I'm glad that he proved me wrong. And uh, I also want to mention, because uh, it is curse of the Goldman, and uh, so Steve Reynolds actually mentioned this. As we're doing this, Leeds United scored. So hey. there you go. <laughs> hey. Okay, very good. All right, back to it, my friend. Just give me your overall thoughts on the first half. The goal obviously was a big moment. You know, it's great to go into the halftime 1-0 up, but a bit choppy. We weren't dominating as I think we thought we'd be. And, and that makes sense considering it was a new starting 11. These players hadn't necessarily played together all the time. So all in all, just happy to go up 1-0, 1-0 ahead. That's the most important thing in the FA Cup, to get that early goal. Because the longer that match stretches on 0-0, the more the fans get in it, the more Hall thinks they have a chance. So happy with it. But again, it wasn't a vintage film performance. And we didn't seem like we were a team who were seventh in the Premier League. And that's mainly because the team we put out there wasn't our best team. That's okay. okay. And I'm just looking at Shea Ojo scored for Cardiff City, apparently. I didn't know that. Fulham legend. Legend. Fulham legend. That's funny. Okay. All right, my friend. Let's now go to the second half. And Fulham made several substitutions. But uh, I want to go right to talking a little bit about Manor Solomon. So he comes on for 15 minutes. To me, this is one of the huge stories of this match is that he's included. Now, 
I'm not going to lie and tell you that I've watched all of these matches of Manor Solomon. Based on everything that I've watched and heard from people that have followed his career, he could be an impact player in the Premier League. He could be. Right now, could be. We don't know. This is a huge step in the right direction, Max. Thoughts on him playing, and I could see the ability in a very short period of time, but I just the fact that he was out there is massive. Yeah, delighted for him. After so many months out with the injury, and after the injury happening on the first day of the Premier League season as well, just psychologically, playing for a new club, your Premier League debut against Liverpool, you think this is the start of a great new chapter. And then boom, you know, serious knee injury. Just the mentality, the progress to play any football in, in a professional level is great. And I'm so happy for him. And he was a signing which, you know, dominated so much of our collective consciousness during the during the summer. He was one of the first one we've been linked with, linked with him for a very long time. So it's great to see him finally get on. And I thought he played fine. He had some nice uh, dribbles. As you mentioned, Russ, predominantly plays in the left. Yesterday he was on the right. And you saw him cut in from the right. Yes. I think we're going to see a lot more of that if, if that's where he ended up playing. And he looked, he looked confident. He looked like a glimpse, a small glimpse of the player we think he can be. It's just great, I think, for our depth, honestly moving forward i'm really excited to see him in the premier league you know he's someone who can be a real difference maker i think so hopefully it's just the start of something big but most importantly so glad he's back from injury and is healthy it's funny because the reports out of israel that this could have been a really bad injury and that his return based on what i was reading out of israel was premature meaning that they thought he might be out for the entire season i was seeing reports like that and that wow. the injury could really take time to heal. I saw a player that looked confident that just needs game time. I didn't see any remnants of this injury that we saw at the beginning of the season. So this is all positive stuff, but I want to go back to this, and I want to pick your brain. Am I reading too much in the fact that he started on the right? No, I think it's a really good analysis. I think that's, that, that's, that's a great take because if I think back, again, admittedly, as you said, I haven't watched every game. I don't even think I've watched a full game of Menor Solomon, but I've seen highlights. And all the highlights show him on the left, cutting out wide, blowing past defenders, and finishing almost always unerringly into the far corner with that left foot. So he's predominantly a left-sided player. So I think the fact that he came on the right is very interesting. And as you think, maybe it shows the William on the left, Solomon on the right combo. It's... Very interesting what's going on here because Fulham, now with him being back, unfortunately you, you have uh, the one injury for Fulham and I, I, I don't think you're going to see him back, but you're going to have Dan James, you're going to have Harry Wilson, Manor Solomon, Bobby Decker, Dover-Reed, and uh, you know, you're going to have William. you got all these options now. But the question is, who are going to be the regular starters on the wings? Harry Wilson, you're paying a good amount of money for here. Well, you had to pay from Liverpool. You bring in Dan James from Leeds United. There now is a backload of wingers, Max. This is an a interesting situation. It's a lot of choices at the end of the day for Marco. But I got a weird suspicion that it might come down to Manor Solomon and William. He's going to have to earn it, though, because he was playing there now. You know, Bobby Decker-Reed, who scored a lot of goals. Yeah, he's going to have to take, take, a, take the shirt away. 
So I think what we're going to need to see from Solomon is some really bright substitute appearances in order to win that back. And those are never easy to do as a player. So I think no. he has work cut out for him, but I'd, I'd welcome the competition. And we're in a much better position than earlier in the season when we said, where is the depth off the bench? Now with players returning from injury, we can say, if we're down in a match, we can ma- make some damage based on our subs. And it's very, very few times Fulham have been able to save that in the Premier League in the past, you know, four or five years. We just haven't had a strong bench. It's a great point because if you have players, even Dan James with his pace, right? You bring him off, he can be a game changer just with the pace that he offers. And so you got him, Harry Wilson can change a game. It's wonderful. If you look at their opponents, they all have these game changers off the bench. And it's been a weakness of home. Great point by you, Max, is that now we may be able to fight fire with fire, where in years past, I don't know if they've been able to. I think that's been a problem with Fulham back in the Premier League has been depth on the bench. Yeah, 100% right. 100% right. And now, I think the Dan James thing is an excellent point. He's not a starter for us, that's clear. But look look at the goal he did in the in the 90th minute. The searing pace. Why can't he come off the bench in the Premier League and do something similar? I Actually, we can talk about Dan James later. I was impressed with him. Because he's had a really tough loan spell. Really tough. Some of those substitute appearances, he's just seemed miles off the pace. Yep. Like he forgot how to play football. Doesn't know how to pass. Doesn't know how to keep the ball. Doesn't know anything about the phase of the game. Losing the ball at inopportune times. But what he showed yesterday were glimpses. And hopefully a winger is such a confidence player. Right. He needs that. Uh, good point there, Max. All right. I just want to share one more comment about Manor and then we'll move on. Surprised, but also happy that he played on the right as opposed to the left. I agree with you, Steve. We'll see if this is a precursor of me bringing this up. If there's more to it. We'll only know in time. And uh, as Max said, Manor Solomon still has a lot to prove. He needs to take the shirt away from someone like Bobby Decker who has earned the shirt. He's earned his place. So you have to earn your way to get in that shirt. So the, there's a ways to go on that. Very good point. All right, let's see what else we got from my friend here, Showtime 53. Solomon is one of the best in the ball, great candidate for winger. Is Harry Wilson tired or something? It's an interesting point. I don't think it's he's tired. I just think that he hasn't been able to break through, Max. What are your thoughts about Harry Wilson? That's a great point. Yeah, it's a good question because uh, he was one of the outstanding performers last season, without a doubt. Um, his assists were superb. but you know, now he seems a little bit off the pace. I think that's a good analysis uh, from Showtime is that th- maybe the pace just isn't there for the Premier League in this top level. He's very good when the ball's at his feet and he can kind of whip in those <clears throat> in-swing crosses, but he's not someone you associate with the pace of Solomon or Dan James. And, you know, William is the kind of counter-argument because, you know, William's not pacey, but William no. just possesses so much technical ability and his time at the top level for, you know, a decade gives him the ability to play the game at a slower pace. So, I don't know, man. I mean, Wilson, I, I really like him. I think I like him as a player, but he hasn't kicked off yet. The injury didn't help. Right. But again, we I, I wouldn't say we've missed him. And that's the good thing about the Premier League and how we're playing is that when playing so well, this isn't an issue. The Mbappé thing is, isn't a huge issue. You know, where we're falling short isn't, you know, killing us like it did in previous seasons. See, that's the way I look at it, my friend, is that they now have been able to really just overcome injuries, overcome poor performances by some players, and just keep winning. And it comes down to winning, and that's how we're going to end really our 
analyzing this match, my friend. Let's talk about the final minutes, okay, and stoppage time because we're now seeing a pattern from Foam Football Club. They're able to see matches out, and I think this is huge. Your thoughts on how they saw the match out? Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Uh, Hull did pump everything they had at us. The main moment I'm thinking of is that great save by Rodak, that tip over the bar from that long throw. You know, we were under the cosh completely. Uh, definitely, you know, some desperate defending. You know, we had we subbed on defenders at the end of the game, which showed you how it was going. But thankfully, the awareness from Tosin when that ball came up to him and the keeper was in the box, credit to him to, to look up and just hit it. Because a lot of defenders might not do that or they might just hit it wide. But he saw there was a chance on there. Okay, excellent stuff. I, I really, again, like the fact, Max, that when we look at these four victories, they've won them in different ways. But they've the last two especially, they have seen the matches out, Max. And I would say in years past, you know, I'll use the Yole years as an example, I would always feel that they would give up that goal. I don't feel that way with this team. No, you're right. It's, it's a different type of mentality. A different type. And when you have a player like Dan James on the pitch, you can play those outlets and you can seal the game. And I want to give credit to him because I think this is very similar to what happened in the Southampton match when he won that late penalty. He'll run and he'll run and he'll run and he'll put defenders under massive pressure. And the last thing you want, just ask Bobby Deckard over Reed, the last thing you want as a defender when the ball is coming to you <clears throat> is a player running at 100 miles an hour <clears throat> trying to pressure you. And that's what he did. And he kept his composure. You know, it was an empty net, but still, he had to score. And he did that. Exactly, Max. He had to score. And he did score, and that's the bottom line. And Fulham hold on. Well, I shouldn't hold on. They build on their 1-0, and they win 2-0. They found a way to get all three points. And obviously, well, not even get all three points. There's another golden for you. Win the FA Cup cup match and move on to the next <laughs> round where everyone keeps telling me they're going to end up playing Man City. Hopefully that's not the case. We'll, well, Max is rolling his eyes because he knows God, the history. Don't even, don't even bring that up, man. Hey, but if we do, we almost won there. Yeah. I guess not. We, we almost drew there. We almost oh, drew there. Almost, <laughs> uh, drew there. That point there, my friend. Okay. Coming up next to end the show, Max and I are going to go up, discuss our three up and three down, which should be interesting and we'll end with man of the match. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Okay, Max, let's end this show. And we've done this before. I think this is an interesting way to do it. And again, it's not really intended to like basically go at any players or anything like that. It's just to talk about 
their performances in this match like we would anyways. If we were doing player ratings, we'd be doing it. So we're going to do three up and three down. In this case, we're actually going to start with our three down. So give me your third player who had a poor performance for full. Poor performance. That's that's tough. I wouldn't say anyone really had a poor performance off the bat. That's actually a good question. But maybe Harry Wilson. But he did that. Okay, I'll say Vinicius. I'll say Carlos Vinicius because he just didn't seem in the match. And he didn't do much, I think, to convince Fulham fans who were skeptical of him that he was the man forward. So, Vinicius. Okay, you're going with Carlos Vinicius. Okay, who would be your number two? Even though Wilson did have that great shot that led to the assist, I'd probably say Harry Wilson because I think he was another player who maybe didn't step up as much as he wanted to. Okay. We haven't talked about them. I'm going to put them in my down just because I don't think we've seen enough. I, I know it's probably pretty harsh. What are your thoughts about the pairing of Diop and Tosin? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. Theoretically, two similar players in terms of size and, and stature and how they want to play the game. But I think it's clear that they're both competing still for that number, their two spots at Tim Ream. I think they both wouldn't want to have that situation be the case. They both think they should be the starter. So, yeah, it, it wasn't super solid, honestly. If you think right. about the opportunities Hall had, Hall, Hall didn't sit back. Hall came at us. You know, they had seven shots in total. We had 10. And if I think back to that, you know, again, that great save by Rodak, right. the marking wasn't great. So, and there are other instances, you know, when that situation was nearly offside, Hull City, a lot of cross in the box and, and some free men. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's fair to put the center back pairing maybe as, as a slight down just because we didn't keep a clean sheet, to be fair, but it wasn't convincing. Okay. Before we go to our three ups, okay, would you put Kurzawa in your down? No, no. Okay. He, he scored the winning goal. <laughs> you can't put someone who scored the winning goal in a down. Especially defender. Okay. For the mistake, would you put Bobby Decker Dover Reed in your down? Yeah, I don't know. I mean that that's maybe a bit harsh, but I can see that happening. He's he made the big mistake in the match. So maybe. I think it's him versus the, the Tosin and the Diop pairing. That might be in, in competition for that final down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. All right. Let's do uh the part I would prefer to do. The three ups. And that will end with the number one up, which would be your man of the match. So let's start with number three, Max. Who would be your number three? I'd say Dan James. Dan okay. James, I think I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Two instances that really stand out was, of course, the goal at the end, which was great. And then the situation, which was earlier in the second half when he was played through, and he took that huge touch, and you're thinking, oh, no, it's going to go out of bounds. And he shows amazing speed. Again, the pace is just off the charts to keep it in. And actually put in a very dangerous cross right across the box. So situations with Dan James can build on for confidence and hopefully won't get the kind of huge criticism he gets in phone fans, which I think some of it is fair, but yeah. he needs to take the confidence, take the wins, and just kind of shut out the noise. Okay. I like Dan James as your number three. How about number two? It's tough here. Now I put myself on a spot because you have. <laughs> I think Krizal is good. I think there's always a good one for number two. But then who's number one? Um, oh, I think it's obvious who number one is. Okay, I'll do Krizawa for two. Okay. He got the goal. And for a left back, it's a very good finish. Very controlled. A lot of players in that situation 
look, this is a different type of situation. Yeah. But I think it was Iosi Perez in a Leicester match who missed an open goal from five yard outs just because he tried to hit it too hard. And what Perez did was just not Perez, what Krizawa did here was just finesse it, just cushion it. And that's a very good finish for left back. So he's number two for me. Okay. Number one, it would be your man of the match. If you're watching live, feel free to share who your man of the match was. I think I know who Max is. I'm going to say Marek Rodak. Max? Yeah, sure. Why not Rodak? I think that I think that is – he kept this in the match. A lot of good saves. And it's not easy for a keeper like him who, in the psychological aspect, again, I mean, football is such a mental game. And to get us promoted, you know, for the second straight time and then to be dropped again, that weighs on the keeper. And I think he must feel a lot in his life that he's just been discarded, that he's the guy to get him promoted and he's never good enough at the top level. And – you know, he's just got to give him the scraps of an FA Cup match. So to come in with the mentality he did, to not let his standards drop, to put in a very impressive clean sheet performance, credit to him. Honorable mention, also Russ, this isn't a player, but Marco Silva, coming back to his old club, his first club yeah. in England, Hull City, you know, a lot of memories there. A very professional job. Uh, must have been some mixed emotions for him too. And he did a great job, I think, managing this match. Okay. I'm glad that you mentioned Marco. Chris Goodwin has this to share. Our Liverpool supporter, friend of mine who's a Patriots fan. By the sounds of his performance watching Russ yesterday, you have to go with Rodak as man of the match. I agree with that. Okay. Max, we do have a couple of comments of other things. This is one that we talked a little bit about. Sorry, that's the wrong one. There's a Goldman for you. It would shock me if I have a couple more for the show ends. This is the interesting one. We've already talked about Vinicius. Does he worry you? I'm going to say he does not worry me in this match because – we saw it against Manchester United. I think he's going to be fine. He's not Mitro, but I think that if you treated him a little bit more like Mitro with crosses in the box, you might be rewarded. I think part of it has been the strategy to play at his feet. Yes, I think that's right, but I think I'm still worried <laughs> just because, you know, going to Chelsea, playing Chelsea, yeah, they're a team in poor form. But you need all of your best players firing him on all cylinders. And Vinicius is not one of our best players. And he's not scored a goal for us in an actual match yet. And that worries me. When he was striker, he hasn't scored for you. That doesn't okay. inspire confidence leading the line. It just doesn't. Neil Stewart says he'd put Bobby Deckard over Reed up top for his yep. Chelsea. I, I was just going to say, false nine. BDR might not. I'm, I'm not sure if he's my first choice. But I like the idea of it, you know? Maybe, uh, oh, this is crazy, but Dan James, just let him run, go crazy. Just let him go like a, a gerbil <laughs> up there, just sprinting for 90 minutes. Um, okay. Headless chicken. But, yeah, I think – But if I'm not against Neil's idea here. If we did put a non-striker up top, I think Vinicius, although I might like it, his confidence would just totally fall out from under him. If he's like, if I can't even be – I'm the only other striker at this club, and if I can't start a game, right. you know, what, what does it say about him? Okay. Just want to share this comment from our friend Colm here. He, he said, man of the match, Tom Kearney. We didn't even mention him. I think that's a good show. Yeah, I think that's he should he should be up there. I'm not sure man of the match, but yeah, I think he played a good game and calming influence. I like those words. It's true. Okay. Now, this is from Showtime, who we've been sharing some comments from. No, no man is Mitro, but he doesn't offer much to me. That is my worry about this club. Give me the outright second score true just not there right now um and i think you know i saw some people in the comments earlier saying to take us to the next level we need that second striker and i think that's true but the club i think fairly enough didn't invest 
a massive amount in that second striker this offseason just because there are other more pressing concerns. But, you know, if we stay out this year, next season, why not go out and try to get another striker? Okay. Excellent stuff. Great show. Max, it's so good doing the show with you. But I do want to mention, because uh, in case anyone's wondering where Giannis is, Giannis, I believe, is in Putacana. So Giannis <laughs> is all having a nice holiday, and uh, he's already been messaging with me and Max, and uh, we're going to have him back soon. Uh, the three of us will be back soon. As I said to Max, I see the three of us as the Fulham Three Amigos because we really love talking Fulham all as a threesome. I, I think it works really well. So Giannis will be back soon. But, Max, before we go, final thoughts. Yeah, just great to the show with you, Ross. Uh, good start to 2023 from Fulham, and we love it. We love talking about Fulham. We love talking about wins. And thanks for everyone for tuning in. Another, another great, great discussion in the comments. And we really appreciate everyone on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, anywhere. Great to see the Fulham community so united. And it really is the best Fulham team I can remember seeing since, you know, the Hodgson days, you could argue. Yeah. Before we go, I'm going to share this because uh, I'm not going to disagree with my friend Chris here. <laughs> Max Cohen for emergency strike. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I have a futsal match on Tuesday, so I should be in great shape by Thursday. Fly over. Okay. Awesome show. This has been a great show. And thank you, everyone, for all of your comments. And, uh, Colm, thank you for saying this. We really appreciate it. We're, we're trying to give a good variety of different types of shows. That's what we're trying to do here on Cottage Talk. And, but that doesn't mean that we're going away from the standard fantastic shows that we do and i would say one of the standouts of cottage talk is doing the show with max and Giannis. i i i wouldn't change a thing from that because it's so dynamic so wonderful to do i look forward to that and i was a little bit disappointed that Giannis couldn't join us i, w I wish i was on a holiday with him actually so <laughs> that'll be an interesting way to end the show just want to mention as always please do subscribe on youtube and apple Podcasts. it helps other phone supporters find us okay well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. For Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.